Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. Wait, I so not that we're gonna talk about it, but like, what, does anyone know why what's his name Ibrahimovic came and played in the United States? Like, bro, every this, big star always does that at the end of their career just to cash in yeah. on the big bucks. Do you they make just, they make more money here than bro, in Europe? They get when you're paid, someone like him, bro, yeah, big bucks. That's like what really? Beckham did, right? Yeah, Beckham I can't got believe like that. Yeah, Beckham got fifty million a year. Yeah, bro. Wow, I just can't believe that the market is bigger here. Like for a play, like a player can make more here than they could in like a Premier League. I mean, so all the, the best the players rule, are out there. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like you're, you're going into a diluted market essentially. True, true. And like, especially when you come over here, like here names are so much more marketable. Um, yeah. once yeah, you get right. to America, yeah, so like only a few of them. There's not yeah, exactly hundred top players. It's that's exactly. true. That's yeah, true. and all, you've been hearing about these guys your whole life playing in in France. Oh and yeah. Italy and spain and england and then you finally get to fucking see them live like yeah. but the, the mls like soccer internationally doesn't have a, a salary cap they're right. essentially straight businesses um but in america there's a salary cap, and this is why the mls is a joke and it won't be until this it will be until this changes but you can only have three players that don't count towards your cap so oh. They get they pick three players from like overseas. They, they just pay, pay him a fuck the, ton. Yeah, pay him a fuck ton, and then pay everyone else like a hundred and fifty k. Oh, I was gonna say I was like, I know like MLS players do not make that much. Yeah, which is why I was surprised when I saw that. I was like, Jesus Christ! I'm like, this dude's like one of the best in the world. Why is he? Yeah, my, my buddy like knows the backup goalie for one of the I forget what the Philadelphia team maybe, mm-hmm. and he he literally looked up his salary. He literally makes like forty two thousand dollars a year. Yeah, dude, there was a, one of the kids who plays for the New England team was like a high schooler. He was like 17 and he was playing for them. He was playing for his high school team and then he got picked up by like the New England Revolution and then stopped playing for his high school team and played for them. Yeah, and he probably <laughs> made like 50 yeah, grand a year. Yeah, exactly. It's like... Then again, 50 grand for a high school kid, that might as well be a million dollars. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, all right, let's get right into it. Uh, Villanova. Wins the national championship. Sully, that's your team. Nova wins 79-62. That game was a blowout. I mean, Michigan started off so hot. And Villanova still outscored them 37-28 in the first half. I mean, the numbers show it how dominant they were. Michigan shot 43% from the field. They went 3 from three of th- 23 from 3. Only shooting 13% from the 3-point line. 61% free throws. 11 for 18 on the flip side, Nova shot 47% from the field. They hit 37% of their three-pointers, 75% of their free throws. And then DiVincenzo coming off the bench where he logged more minutes than some starters, but he went off, completely off for 31 points. It's crazy. Sully, your team, what do you think? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I, I was wishing you were going to say they went bananas, but DiVincenzo <laughs> went bananas. But, he did um, go bananas. <laughs> you know, obviously I have a lot of family that went there. My cousin, uncle, uh, mom. So it's, it's great to see it for them, uh, especially. I was I was with them for Easter, and they're like, 
very worried and everything. And I told them, I'm like, literally, it's going to be a blowout. Don't worry. All the tough games were behind us. West Virginia was the toughest game. I'm like, this game literally won't even be close. Um, and I was all like, I was, I, I was telling you, I was going to the bar for the first, missed the first few minutes of the game, and I was shocked when I'm, they were down five. But once, once, once they got the lead, I said to my friend, "It's over. It's literally over. It's just three after three after three. We only shot thirty-seven percent, which isn't even great for us comparatively in this tournament. So um, we, it could have been a lot worse. And Jalen Brunson played bad by his estimation. I think he was four of twelve, four of thirteen. He really didn't have a good game. So. Yeah, uh, Jalen Brunson was four of thirteen. Four of thirteen. Yeah, yeah. so only I mean, nine, two and two. Like, I, I not hope a good game he comes back. Even though he's NBA ready for sure, I hope he comes back, and I think there's a possible chance he comes back. Just because I don't want them to be his last game. But you know, no one really played out of out of their mind. It was really just DiVincenzo. So we really didn't play our best game, but defensively we really locked down Michigan. I think they only made three three pointers all game. Um, Defensively, yeah, rebound. Fundamentally, obviously, it was just it was just a classic Jay Wright game, and it was great to see. I was loving every second of it. Two and three years. Hopefully, this start people start giving Jay Wright the respect he deserves over some overrated coaches. Cough, cough, Izzo. Cough, cough, self. <laughs> Bro, fucking Kellerman today on first take said that uh, Jay Wright is the best college coach in America. Like, I love Jay Wright. But I mean, I can just, you can you argue that? I mean, I'd probably agree with him right now. I mean, no, all time, I'm not, no, I'm not hey, putting him over Coach K or Roy Williams. I could argue for third, but I don't think you can argue the other two. Yeah, he's definitely top three. One of only I mean, three coaches right with now, multiple I'd national say, titles. I would put him third. I would put him third. But you're but you're saying but you're doing that based on their their whole body of work. But it's not like, yeah, but it's not like fucking Williams and, and Krzyzewski haven't won in a decade and they're just some old blue bow coaches. Those three guys have won the last three national titles. Like, they, when, they're when all... When did Duke last win? 2015. I don't or, know. Sorry, I mean, Villano- they're the last three national champions. Villanova won twice. I mean, I think there's a, there's a case. Point, I mean, point I think there's a case J- J- for Jay Wright. But what's your case? Right, right there what? with them. Yeah. I mean, not not all time or anything, but he's definitely third in my opinion. But I'm not not a big Roy Williams guy. The thing you got to remember is though, he doesn't get the talent these guys get. He's not getting these five-star recruits. He's getting three- and four-star recruits, and he's getting players that are going to fit his system that aren't are going to be classy guys, wow. stay four years. He doesn't have guys that – do the one and done really it's very rare i think we had kyle lowry he left after a sophomore year but it's it's josh hart four-year guy um you know bridges may go and brunson may go after three years but they don't go after one year so he's he's developing guys for four years rather than so it's a different it's a different ball game he's not getting the top five top six recruits okay. dukes has the top three recruits last year i mean if they don't win at all next year i mean is that your- coach k's fault no, right. but up until up until three or four years ago, that's what Coach Coach K made a fucking career off of getting guys that were going to stay four years. John Shires, JJ Reddick, Kyle Singler's, the Plumleys, like he even you know Nolan Jeter, like all these guys that are just like they're here. They, he Coach K has done it every way you can do it. No, he he has done it every way, but more so lately. He's he's he Coach Cal adopted, and he's been really the one to hop on at second more or or. Secondly, to him, but and he, I'm not, I'm not questioning the body of work, but I'm saying right now in the game today, I mean, 
I think when you have these three and four guys and you develop them the right way, year three, year four guys, it's almost going to beat that talent when you harness it the way Jay Wright does. So, I, I mean, I, I look at it as a thing is I don't – I think Villanova can very well beat Duke going forward next year. I know we're far away. It depends on Brunson and Bridges. But I, I think this is just the start of some DiVincenzo's coming back. Everyone's everyone. The whole Villanova team could come back next year. Bridges is going. Bridges, Bridges is, is probably going, but I don't think he's, he's completely ready. I don't. I think he he needs more of college than Brunson does. I think Brunson's more NBA ready, but he'd more likely to stay because that's the type of guy he is. Sully, do but, you also Bridges' ceiling is way higher? I mean, you're talking about a top ten yeah. pick. Like, look I mean, at look at Bridges Jackson. Jackson yeah. Michigan State. He's seven foot wingspan or top seven. Now, yeah, Sully, real real quick question: Do you, you know, is it more of you hoping they come back for your own greedy? You know, you want them to win again, or do you truly believe that they should come back and develop more? Um. Well, just quickly, some people were saying Divincenzo and should leave, and I don't think that should. I think Divincenzo definitely needs to come back. Yeah. Stop. 100%. Stop with that. Yeah. I mean, he's he wouldn't gonna, get drafted. He, he should have an NBA career, but. He won't. Um, if he comes out, he won't get drafted this year. Yeah, he. Mm, someone will probably take a flyer second round, but he he's I mean, not you guys, fully ready. Like you guys, Isaac Haas, Mo Mo Wagner. Yeah, there's there's uh, a, it's deep. Joel Berry, all those guys not even projected to get drafted. Yeah, I know. They know they're tough. coming out. And then in regards to Bridges, I mean, there are a lot of games where Bridges disappeared, to be honest. And I think he's obviously, as as Dave said, alluded to. He has more potential, the seven-foot wingspan. I think he, he needs more work. I don't think he's as NBA. I think he's a little more raw than, than say, Brunson. I think he could really benefit more for the extra year. But I see him more likely to go, as Dave said, with he's a top seven, eight, top ten pick no matter what. Yeah. But Brunson is, without a doubt, NBA ready. I don't know how much more gotcha. he would get other than, you know, completing his degree and, you know, going through the four years, which I think he'd be more apt to do based on what I know about Jalen Brunson. And I don't think, not that these guys quit, but I don't see him as being a quitter. I think he wants to do this whole four year, get get my degree. Yeah. Um, so I see that. So I think Bridges is more, needs it another year, and then and, and it would really help him in the long run in the NBA. But Brunson's more likely to come back. Gotcha. Tom, you were going to say? No, I was just coughing. Gotcha. All right. Uh, and <laughs> real quick. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and real quick, we were talking about the Vincenzo. Sully, I know you were talking about it earlier. This is your team. Let's just talk about how fucked up it is. As soon, like, honestly, getting famous is the worst thing in the world because the second you get famous, you blow up. You become a Cinderella story. You have a great performance. You're in the scope. Like, you're, you're the spotlight of the media, social media. Everything focuses on you. This guy had a great game, really showed out, and then everyone just started going through his social media, looking for bad tweets, just tweeting shit, you know, him talking about his dad. Oh, dad, am I a pussy now because I didn't want to play soccer? It's funny shit. Like, how many of us didn't tweet some or say some crazy shit when we were 13, 14, that he tweeted out some lyrics that are Meek Mill lyrics? Bro, so what, he can't enjoy music now? Like, America's so fucking stupid. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'd be fucked if you guys went back through my Yeah, dreams. seriously. That's like not an invitation to do it. Please don't do that. Me and Tom would be really fucked. Yeah, you go back through like, oh, just things get tweeted at. You fuck that. Like, leave the kid alone. He was however old when he did it. Like, leave him alone. He tweeted some song lyrics. It's not like he went out there and was using like hateful speech. He was tweeting some song lyrics. Like, he's a basketball player. What are you going to do? Like, leave the fucking kid alone. Uh, to me, like outside, like 
I mean, I hate like people going back and shit. We've all said dumb shit that we w- wish we probably didn't say, but at the same time, like, I, I like just like I wish someone would just like own it and stand by it one time. Like, I okay, I get like the 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 racial lyric, but like again, it's a lyric. Yeah. D- disregarding that one instance, yeah. like, so just own it. Be like, yeah, I fucking tweeted some fucking funny what I thought at the time funny shit when I was thirteen. Like, suck my dick. I don't give a like shit. I just so want a national championship. Yeah. I just dropped a 31 on you motherfuckers. How is this going to hurt me? <laughs> what, what like what Catholic boy thing am I trying to hold up? I'm not turning away endorsements from Nike. I mean, yeah. you know, I should be, but I'm not because this Yeah, that part I don't get of it. The, 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 I, I don't, I don't, it wasn't me and I don't know who they were like, well, who did it? And he's like, that's a good question. Well, you know, <laughs> obviously he did. Um, he did. And that's fine. As we're all saying, it's not a big deal. And it just, I was just watching Dan Lepetard's show, and he was just—he was just really, I think, hitting the nail on the head. It's like whenever someone in sports has newfound success, we try to tear them down as the media, and I think that's really just shitty of us, like as the media, not us, but media grouped into the media. It's just like, how much of America didn't know who Dante Divincenzo even was before last night? I know mean, we knew. Ninety-five percent. Ninety-eight percent. What? 98 percent a great a great chunk i would say most above average knowledge sports fans didn't know his name before last night starter if you will for villanova coming off the bench playing starter minutes he has only for the reason that he scores 31 points he is now famous and he's he did great he deserved all the props and he's a great player but just because of that we're gonna dip all this garbage on him and stuff from when he was 13 year old 13 years old and tweeted like come on Grow up. That's I, I, I didn't see anyone fucking pulling up Sister Jean's Bible scriptures from 1938. Yeah, bro. And no, you didn't. It's it's so spot on. <laughs> it's so spot on what you guys are saying. And if you, bro, if you think about it, look at like if guys like MJ or all those great players from the 90s and 80s would have came up now, I bet you the same shit would have happened. They would have been villainized for something. It's just like that Batman quote: "You either die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain." And that's how it always goes. You always become the Cinderella person, and then they tear you down. So, Sully, I agree with Levitard with everything is is bullshit. I don't think it should be happening. Let the people fucking play. And you know what it is? It's always the haters out there. The people are sitting on their couch not doing shit. Then they go through everybody's stuff. Like, let the kid live, man. That's true. And, Matt, could you imagine having a live stream on an iPhone into a fucking hotel room in Vegas with Jordan and Barkley? Could you just imagine the sight that that would see? It would draw 150 million viewers. Could you imagine if, like, Reggie Miller had Twitter? Yeah, oh, man. He'd be sending like, the choking. No, he's got it now, but. He'd be sending choking gifts to Spike Lee all day, just tagging his ass. <laughs> Everyone's just so sensitive. It's just like. Just let let the man live. Just let him be a kid. He's a kid. He's what is he? Twenty, twenty one. Like he's just yeah. like yeah, let him all. Let him do his... like it's it's always got to be the feel good Cinderella. The feel good yep. fucking everything feel good. No yeah, one can lose. No one can get you know criticized. It's just you know it's it, we all know it's the same thing. And especially in the what we're doing, like of you know how many people we've pissed off. We've seen it in the comments. Like yep. suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give a I shit about your opinion. All I care is that you want to listen to me. If you don't want to exactly. listen to me, that's on me. That you know, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna change the way we talk, and because I upset you, 
I hope it sparks discussion. I hope it sparks, you know, controversy. I hope it sparks, you know, a talk or, you know, changing of points. But I don't know. There's a lot of very dumb people out there. But speaking of, we were talking about Coach K leaving the topic. Um, Did you guys see Duke is already favored to win the chip next year? Like, it's a little yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they have the top three. Getting. They have the top three uh, recruits too. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Is it too early to tell? Is it insane to favor them? Oh, it's it's way too early. But the talent and ceiling is through the roof with them. I mean, you got. I Barrett, think that's like Williams why they're favored. Yeah, so it's, it's so early. It's it's yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, it depends on if Brunson and Bridges both come back, which probably isn't likely. Maybe. 30%, 20%. If they both come back, I would say Villanova's got to be the favorites. I know we're getting, we have, we actually have a top recruit as well from one of them. I forgot his name, but he's, he's, he played in the McDonald's. Yeah, that kid's going to be good. Yeah. I was he's watching tape on him today. Top 15 or so? Yeah. Top 20? Yeah. He's I mean, going to be good. So if, you know, you know, on paper, if we added him to everything we had and we didn't lose anyone, then I, I would, you know, all unbiased aside, I think we'd be the favorite. But the, he'd, but he'd replace Bridges. Him for you but, easily he's a, he's he's a, he's like a more athletic bridges he's not as good defensively and not as long but he's yeah. like you know that type of wing yeah so um, i mean it, i mean you i mean i would think i don't know much about kansas's class i i know they have a they have a good class and they're also favored up there but it's definitely too early to tell there's too many too many variables so in the in the last week i'm checking out the nba draft board right now in the last week Jalen Brunson has gone from 48th projection to now 28th to Golden State. Wow. And Mo Wagner went from undrafted to now 40th to Orlando. I like him a lot. Wow. I like just to give Mo you Wagner an idea of how deep this draft is, Mr. Irrelevant is projected to be Theo Pinson. Wow. Arguably the best player at a blue blood program. <laughs> yeah. I like him too. I, I think he's going to be a good defensive Corey Brewer type player, defensive person, maybe a little more better facilitator. Yo, watch out for that kid, Jalen Adams, out of St. Bonaventure, projected to go 50th. He, he put up 40 this year. Like, kid can put the ball in the hoop. I heard really? a lot of good things about him. Yeah. Like a 6'2 Nate Robinson. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, Explosive. That's a foul ball. Damn, watching the Mets. Sorry. Yeah, I do like Wagner, by the way, Sully. He he's a he's a fired up K. He's a chippy dude. He he looked like he was the only person on Michigan who had any energy or wanted. He he, like, he brings a lot of energy, and he's got the yeah. inside outside game. He he can do both. He makes the three. He's got he's got some post moves down low. He's really well rounded for the NBA today. He I doesn't think. have a great first step though, and he he struggles getting by people. I think off the dribble. Um, I would it, for him it, he would be a spot up shooter. Other than that, I think it'd be like like to compare him to a Lori or, or a KP type player. Like mm. he needs he needs to improve his his first yeah. step. His oh yeah, he does. But maybe he will. He's still. I mean, he's exactly, he's grown yeah. so much in the past three years. Mars. If you look at his numbers, like he went from a couple points a game to eleven or now he's up to fifteen a game. And you really saw his potential in the tournament. He was just what was the cl- the the twenty five and fifteen club in the final four. He was with like who was it Hakeem and. I forgot who the other person he was with. It was like two first ballot Hall of Famers, like Hakeem Olajuwon, and I don't know if it's Shaq or someone, but it was just it was just ridiculous. The players that have done twenty five and fifteen in the final four, his potential is certainly there if he if he can 
quicken up that first step and really continue to develop like the way he's been developing. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little NBA. We haven't Ooh. spoken NBA in a long time. Really briefly, too. Just talking playoff seeding so far. The East, the Raptors are the one seed. The Celtics are the two. The Cavs, three. The Sixers at four. Pacers, five. Wizards, six. Heat, seven. Bucks, eight. With all the injuries and all the stuff going on, we thought the Cavs, after they made that trade, they were going to become the clear-cut favorite. They're going to be in the championship game. What do you guys like out of the East? I mean, the Raptors still playing good ball. The Celtics are playing good ball, too, without Kyrie, surprisingly. Tom, what do you think? I think they could do it. I wrote an article today on what they need to do to take first place, and it's kind of a long shot. But, I mean, it could happen. They have a matchup with the Raptors coming tomorrow. It's on the back end of a back-to-back. They have the Bucks tonight. Right now they're uh, – Three minutes left in the first. They're up 23-21 on the Bucks, And, I mean, our starting point guard tonight is Kadeem Allen, who averages .4 points per game, .3 assists per game, and .3 rebounds per game. Stat sheet um, so, stuff. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's pretty good that they're winning a game right now with uh, that as their starting point guard. I mean, you got Tatum and Brown are pretty much carrying this team. You have uh, Terry Rozier is killing it every night. He's out tonight with a uh, ankle soreness, I believe. But, I mean, there's definitely hope that they could still do it. The Cavs are up 70-60 on Toronto right now. That's one of the games I said that if they lose, that gives the Celtics some hope. We're two games back now. So, I mean, it's going to take a lot, but it could definitely happen. They have a tough final six games. I mean, they have Washington. The Celtics, I'm talking. They have Washington, Toronto. Um, I'm drawing a big blank here. But they have a couple. They have a, Washington, yeah, the, Toronto. The Bucks, and, and one and other. There's, there's one or two other. Those team, the other teams are bad. It's like yeah, yeah. They have the Bulls. They have they have the Raptors, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Wizards, and the, the, the Hawks. Nets and the Nets. The Hawks Nets, right? Yeah. So it's like the Hawks, the Nets, and the uh, Bulls. They should those should be three wins right there, no question. And then I mean, you got the Wizards, Raptors, and um, the Bucks. I mean, we'll see tonight. It's looking pretty good so far. But, you know, obviously the Raptors are a tough game. They're 2-1 and one against the Raptors this year, 0-1 on the road against them. They're playing up in Toronto tomorrow night. So we'll see. They had a big win against them Saturday, 110-99, uh, in a game where DeRozan had 32, and we still managed to win. So it's, it's, it's exciting. There's a lot to be excited about as a Celtics fan right now, I think. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, they definitely have a shot. Um... It's all going to come down to, I believe, Wednesday, right? When they play the Raptors, Wednesday. Yeah, that's a must win. They that's need to a must win, that win. if they if they lose that. But here's here's an interesting um, spin to that. Is obviously you wrote in your article, and I agree, you don't want to play Cleveland in the second round. You just oh, don't no want way. any part yeah. of that. Because then you have but to he, go through the Raptors in the finals, right? Exactly. After that. And that's you just almost impossible. I mean, you want to avoid Cleveland as long as you can. Maybe I don't know Philly or someone knocks them off. You know who who knows. Here's the thing is Cleveland's only a half a game up on Philly. So what if Philly or even Indiana, Indiana's a game behind Cleveland. What if they got the three seed and put Cleveland to the four and the Celtics got the one, then they'd still be versing them in the, in the second round. So it's wow. not, that's not the only case in which they could play them. So it's really right. almost treading on thin water with, with, with that. It's, it's so close when it comes to the first and two seed. And then 
the three through five seeds are separated by a game, and then the six and eight seeds are separated by a game. So there's so many uh, things that can change over the course of the next week or so. It's oh, really, yeah. And what like, it, I'm looking at the Heat. It's like I, I'm a Heat fan. I don't want us to play uh, Cleveland. I don't want the. I don't want whatever Cleveland is. If Cleveland's the three seed, I wouldn't want to be the six seed. I want to be the seven or eight. Dave, no offense. No. I'd rather play Kyrie-less Celtics than LeBron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, because yeah, right now the first round matchup, if it ended today, would be Toronto Bucks, Celtics Heat, Wizards, Cleveland, and then Sixers Pacers. Which I think the Sixers could win that series i think the wizards could definitely beat the Cavs if it came to it with wall back now wall looks like he hasn't missed any time he's hey milwaukee could give toronto played. a run they even. could yeah oh they definitely that'd be could. great that first be, rounds i mean it could be i could see all of these first round series going five six seven games what if cleveland falls back to the four and somehow indiana hops them both because indiana's only a game back of cleveland yeah. right now so that leaves Cleveland, Philly. Wow. 4-5, first-round matchup. Cleveland blows a 3-1 lead to Philly. Philly, LeBron leaves this summer to go sign with Philly. Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see Bar- what, what Barkley said about the Sixers? Yeah. He's like, the Eagles won, yeah. Villanova won, Sixers are winning the champions. It's like, you know what, Ernie? You know what, Ernie? He's a nut, but I love him. You guys are knuckleheads. But I mean, <laughs> Charles over here making these dumbass calls. You, yeah. you know but what? Another Shaq... team, a team that doesn't get much attention, though, is, as Dave said, is Indiana. Though they are just everyone's sleeping on them. No one even takes them seriously. It's just like, but they they play decent defense. They got Miles Turner. They got Victor Oladipo, who's yeah, really Oladipo's making the, their GM look good from that trade. They got him and Sat- Sabonis from PG, and I mean. Although, you know, maybe it's too early to say they won that trade, but, you know, they made off more than well enough in that trade. And they have some pieces that they could be decent for the next few years. And maybe they could win in the first round. No one's going to pick them, but maybe they can, depending on the matchup. All right, now switching over to the West. The Rockets are now the one seed. The Warriors, the two seed. Portland, three. San Antonio, four. OKC, five. The Jazz at six. Crazy. Many. Many seven, New Orleans eight. Yo, are the Rockets now like, are, bro? I think they're they're gonna do it. Yo, like the Warriors just look so bad. They look so mentally checked out. There's so much shit going on with them. I know if they get Curry back, it's gonna be a huge boost for them. But I know, I don't know, man. Dave, what do you think about that side? Um. First of all, like just such a shock what Jimmy Butler means to the Timberwolves, like to go from the three Huge. seed like to seven that quickly. Um, granted, it's a, you know, it's a tough race in the West, but secondly, with the Rockets and Warriors, like it's all going to depend on Curry. If Curry's coming, if Curry's playing and he's healthy, legitimately healthy, my pick is solo Warriors, and it will be until both the Warriors can prove they can be beaten. And the Rockets can prove they can win playoff games. Um, so, I mean, obviously the Rockets have had a hell of a season and are the first real threat the Warriors have had in four years. Um, but I'm not I'm not discounting Golden State for a bad 15 game run at the end of a season. Um, 
and I'm not. I'm also not buying how the severity of some of these injuries. I think Kerr's resting people down the stretch as much as he can. Um, once they, especially once they lost the ability to win the first seed, once Houston clinched the first seed, it, it's really kind of just cruise control for them. Here at Portland, obviously, they're locked into two no matter what. They could lose every game the rest of the year. They're in the two spot. Um, you mean three? No, I'm talking about Golden State. Oh, I thought you said Portland. Oh, because yeah, Portland's yeah. probably also most likely three. Uh, yeah, they're they're three. One, their, their magic number's one to go from three to four, to lock up three for Portland. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be – playoffs are going to be great in the West. Yeah. Jazz is a surprise. I'm rooting for the Pelicans. I'd like to see Boogie come back there. Um. But same. Uh, I, I'm rolling with I'm rolling with the Warriors still until until both teams can prove otherwise. Well, you, you know what? Roll with them. You got the bet with me. That's true. I also <laughs> you know, have money on the line. But, <laughs> you but, know what? Bet no bet. I'd still be. I, I'd have the same opinion. You know what scares me? That the Rockets are also now resting Paul, and I don't know, man. I think he's just gonna fucking go off. He is so good, and I think this Rockets team is so deep. Are so they Are you, they resting him for what? what I thought he had a hip issue, but it's probably yeah. But they're saying exact. exactly how many yeah. how many games are they resting him for? Because I know D'Antoni. He's been five he, so far. He he said he was pretty. He sounded pretty shook after that loss to the Spurs, even though he didn't play, and said that it's very uh, fine line rest versus rust. And I agree with him. And you always see in the NFL the teams that rest their players usually very frequently lose that first game yeah. back. Um, like you saw at the Rams this year, and I think another team, I think the Chiefs, yeah. So um, I'm not a fan of the the big yeah. – but with something with Chris Paul, you got to be careful because that exactly. hamstring is really tight. Um, but you know my answer. I'm, I'm all in on Houston this year. I think they win. I think they win in six, even if Golden State's healthy. Um, I think they're clearly the better team. I mean, I could throw stats at you all day, but, you know, it's not going to matter. I mean, to some people, it's not going to change other people's minds, but – I mean, they got like Joe Johnson being their tenth guy right now. I mean, it's their team is so deep. Um, I believe with Paul Capella, the the the, the trio of Harden, they're like forty something and two. They've only lost two games. It's it, the sample size is getting so large, and they still can't lose with those three guys on the floor. Um, but what I'm, you know, I hope I do hope as a basketball fan they're healthy to play that series though, because I don't want to hear people saying, oh, they weren't. You know, they weren't healthy because I, I think the Rockets would win even if they were healthy, if the Warriors were healthy. But here's the thing. If if Curry isn't back for the, uh, the second playoff round, I might take Portland to beat them. And and I know Dave will disagree with this, but Portland is playing a phenomenal basketball right now. Dame and CJ and Nurkic have a nice, really underrated big three there. And they got guys having career years from the three-point line like Mo Harkless Al Farouk Aminu. I mean, you got the rookie from Gonzaga, Zach Collins, playing good minutes. They have a really good underrated team right now, and they finally seem like they've put it together. And obviously, if Curry's healthy, I, I think they probably win in six games for me, the Warriors. But yep. if if Portland, if Curry's not back for four or five of that games, I might take gold. I might I might think Golden State would, could could definitely lose that, and I think it's gotcha. near coin flip. I mean, gotcha. You could you can see too. It's crazy how close everyone is in that conference because the Pelicans sitting in eighth are only a game ahead of the Nuggets and only two games ahead of the Clippers. They have a game against the Clippers in this final five here. They they could lose their playoff spot. They could. That's cr- they were in fourth place not two weeks ago. 
<laughs> yeah, bro. There's like and four that, or five games left, and the four seed hasn't clinched a playoff berth yet. Yeah, that's the unreal. four seed. Yeah, that's, that's wild. This is gonna get shaken up even more. This is gonna get shuffled again. Like you can't even say any of these matchups are set for the I'm first really round. Just there's not the top one. Three: Houston, Golden State, and Portland. Five through five through. I mean, uh, four through ten. You, you have no idea. Well, did yeah. they clinch? So they're pretty much all set where they're gonna be, though, right? Who? I mean, oh no, I guess uh, yeah, they're. Dave said Port- Portland just needs one more win to clinch three. Okay, basically. that makes sense. Yeah, because they're three ahead of San Antonio. So yeah, yeah, they need to be three. And so a they'll half, they'll so. they'll get the three seed. Yeah. So yeah, and it's like San Antonio. They could they could fall to the six or seven seed by the end of this. Literally, they're I mean, one I mean, yeah, one and a half game. games at one and a half games at a, at a seven. Wow. Two- Two games See, out of eight. You so. can't even look at any one of those matchups will be right now because there's really no can't. way they're staying the same. Which yeah. is crazy to say with five games left. That's that's why I'm saying I'm only looking at second round things like like we likely see Warriors Portland in the second round. That's something that we yeah. will likely see because obviously they should both win the first round. Although it's not a guarantee Portland wins the first round because they could get a tough matchup. And we got to consider Jimmy Butler is going to be back for the playoffs. That's going to be really cool to see him reintegrate in the lineup. And then Kawhi, I don't think Kawhi is coming back. I don't... No, Kawhi, I think Kawhi's. I think he's. I don't know what the fuck's going he's on. He's so there. mentally checked out. It's so fucking weird. Now he's back in New York rehabbing again. Do you like... think he's going to take his option at the end of the year? Do you think he's not going to pick that up and he's going to test free agency or? I, I don't think you who, see the thing about like, Kawhi. I don't who, think he's that interested in money, though. Like, what's nothing the point about of his career has ever indicated? Everyone like they're saying he's cleared to play, and why would he not play? If Bro, he's not it's gonna, a mental thing. You know what he I, needs a sports psychologist because it's such a mental. Like Tony Parker said it. Like my injury was twenty times worse than Kawhi's, and I'm back. Yeah, a hundred times. Kawhi, how's Kawhi so he's not just back like he, he's just a mental midget, like. He, bro, there's I don't bro. There's, there's I always people. thought Kawhi was really tough too, and Same. I'm not saying he isn't tough. Yeah, yeah maybe, I like Kawhi. He was like, maybe, he, it seems to me thing, that there's yeah. a, it seems to me that there's a a disagreement over, um, the Kawhi camp versus the Spurs camp and his health. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's like, a little bit healthier than Chris. Uh, a little bit. Chris Paul's a little bit healthier than him. Like, you know, leg-wise, and then, you know, he's easy to re-aggravate it. Very easy to re-aggravate, as we see Chris Paul is. And he really doesn't want to re-aggravate it on a serious level. And as Dave has said, and cost him a big contract, potentially. So he's being very conservative. And the Spurs are like, well, we need you now, and you can physically play right now. So maybe it's just a, an, a disagreement over how healthy, you and know, it seems like how healthy he really is. You know what this uh, reminds me of? The a couple years back, Gronk and the Pats had the same issue where Gronk, everybody was saying, "Oh, his back is healthy enough for him to play. He should be out there." And then Gronk was saying, "Well, I keep getting fucking injured, and what's what's good? What good is it going to be if I come back, reaggravate this injury, and then I'm done?" And they ended up putting him on IR, and then we actually extended him afterwards. So there could be a lot of hoopla that that's not you know being set out. There's a we're not seeing the behind the scenes stuff. Maybe they do have an agreement. I mean, Tony Parker coming out and saying, "Oh, we're having meetings. He should be out there." It does show a disconnect. But uh, at the end of the day, he has to do what he has to do for himself, man. Like the Spurs aren't going anywhere without him. But if he doesn't feel a hundred percent, maybe they aren't going to go anywhere with him. You know? 
So so he's locked up through next year with a team op I mean a player option for 2019-2020. So anyone who trades for him has got to be with that guarantee that you can re-sign him long term. So he he kind of it it's that a little hurts his value, no? As a trade asset? Uh it doesn't hurt his value, but it hurts the likelihood of him getting traded. What I'm saying is, he, he's got a price. There's a price for Kawhi, no matter what. It won't. They'll just keep him. They'll keep him another half. They'll keep him another year. They'll pick up the option and try and deal him at the deadline next year. Um, so right now, his va- it just limits the teams he could go to uh, in his in his mind. Um, it, it's kind of like the, the Mellow situation. It's the exact same situation actually in terms of contract situation um but he's gonna want to get traded before that contract because if he doesn't get trade if he doesn't end his contract with wherever he wants to play long term he's going to be sacrificing like 50 60 million dollars not being able to get the supermax from his original team so he's he doesn't want to go to free agency as much as the spurs don't want him to go to free agency but at the same time, no team is going to deal for him without the assurance of him going long term. So it's kind of a little game of chicken in that sense of like between Kawhi, when is he going to bail out for a situation he wants, or is he going to bail out for you know to guarantee he gets the money he wants? Um, so it, I think he'll definitely be available. They'll definitely field calls this this summer. Yeah, I but, agree. But it's a it's a it's a weird situation. It's really weird, and I think they'll definitely inquire. And, you know, I mean, I can only – I don't know if it's likely he'll be traded, but, um, but yeah, I think they'll definitely listen to calls. And if someone throws the kitchen sink at them, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll take it. And maybe would, you, just... would you trade the number one overall pick for Kawhi this year? Would I trade the number one overall pick this year for Kawhi? Who's going to have the number one overall pick potentially? Let's call it Memphis or Atlanta or Phoenix. Um, I'm just saying theoretically, is that a deal you would make? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think so. If I'm Memphis or if I'm, you know, Phoenix, one of those two teams realistically, I mean, let's make no mistake about it. He's a top three player when he's healthy, top four at most. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's arguably, people say he's one of the, he's maybe the best two-way player in the league. You know, it's him, him, Paul George, and Jimmy Butler. It's down to those and, three. And he's better than them, honestly. I mean, like, I love those guys, but he's probably better than them when he's at his peak. And yeah. we may not have even seen him peak yet. Who knows? Because yeah. what was he putting up like? Because the, the thing is, Kawhi's very efficient, as as we both like, you and me, Dave. He's very efficient. He's like, well, I forgot what his field goal percentage is, but it's very high. It's not like a, it's not like a Westbrook or efficient from three. Um and his defense is, is is top two, top three defender at worst. So, yeah. I mean, I think you got to take that, even though there comes a little bit risk with the free agency. But because that's the, that's the thing is, I'm not even as worried about the injury. I'm more worried about him leaving in free agency. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. there's going to be teams with the assets that aren't going to be able to make a deal because they don't think they can sign him long. Like you know, long someone term, like Phoenix yeah. or something like. Or, or, you know, what about Philly? Philly loses out on LeBron. They got some assets to push around. They do. Yeah, it just wouldn't make sense to make such a huge splash for something that's not secure. 
Yeah. All right. Um, and that was talking NBA. <laughs> now moving on but, to our. But wait, can I just make yeah. one point? But then again, we don't know if if whoever they take first overall, we don't know if that's a guarantee either. Whether it's Aiton or whoever. I mean, Greg Oden is just be a guarantee. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the yeah. That's that's that's, 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 that's so part of the conversation. Not like, it's not like drafting the player. You know, I mean, there's risk in both involved. It's just different types of risk. Exactly. Sorry to cut you off. You, you can... No, that's cool, bro. Don't worry about it. Um, I'll just make sure to cut. <laughs> I'll just make sure to go fuck myself later. It's <laughs> no, cool. It's cool. All right. So now switching over to the MLB. Baseball is back. I can't get enough of baseball. I am super snobby this year because I got MLB TV. So I'm watching more baseball than I've seen in fucking years. Discovering players I never even knew existed. It's awesome, though. We have baseball. Just let that sink in for the next however many months. We have baseball almost every day. I love it. I can't wait. Let that sink in. It's kind of it's great because you just like the summer months. There aren't always like you know major all these sporting events on. So you just kind of like you know baseball is always there. Like oh what am I gonna do tonight? All right, Yanks are playing. Like definitely somewhere someone's playing. Like yeah, you got six months of it. You're yeah, you're set for the next half year. Yeah, it's like you. It's like your permanent fallback girl. Like no matter what, three a.m. You just (laughs) she's you hit her with the you up text. She's up. Every time, <laughs> every single, every day. time. I was telling, I was telling my I, one of my friends the other day. I was just saying like, people ask you a question like, "What's your favorite sport to watch?" And you know, I normally say like football or basketball. But when I really think about it, there's no sport I really love more than baseball. Honestly, I think I have the most love for baseball. Just the art of it. I can be very patient with the three, four. I, I was watching. I'm up to like 3 a.m. I have off this week because the kids have off this week for like Easter and stuff. And I was up to like 3 o'clock in the morning watching the, the well, who is it? The um, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Um, and it was just like, I just loved it. Like, I love extra inning games. I, I have no problem watching literally a five-hour inning game. Like, I, maybe there's something wrong with me. But like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I love everything about it. The pitch selection, the... The, the battles, I just everything, the pitching duels, fantasy. I, I, I never like understood totally the the timing, the length argument against baseball. Like pretty much every one of the four major sports, you sitting down to go to a game to watch a game, you're blocking off three hours of your life. That's it. Whether it's through commercials, through half times, through timeouts, it's pretty much three hours of your life, which any way you cut it. For all four oh, major yeah. sports, so and, and like I get there's not as maybe as much action in baseball. Like in football, there's only an average of eleven minutes of actual action playing time in a, in a sixty minute game or over a three hour time period. And baseball it can't be that much different. You know, you're figuring every play that gets put into play or a, at anything a strikeout is like you know fifteen twenty seconds of your time, and that's what an NFL play is like the same type of thing so i i mean i get obviously it's a little slower it's a little less you know impactful with the actual plays you know but i I never understood the timing argument and i think it really but it really does takes there's just less people like with that mindset sully that just like are able able to appreciate like the intricacies of a sport and of a game and and like really ball yeah really like understand the the strategy behind decisions um and appreciate it like and it, it's just like 
it's the it's the our attention spans our like you know seven second yeah. culture like we want to see the dunks we want to see the blocks we want to see the touchdowns we want to see the the home runs like that's it um and it's unfortunate and it it dilutes the sports world and the coverage of it yep. because you get people in positions and making comments that just they they think they have this wealth of knowledge and they just they've never played or they've never sat down to take the time to understand a game or understand the strategies behind something like yeah we can see someone through 10 interceptions but like do you know why they were you know they were against nickel coverage in this formation yeah, and why exactly. they threw a pick like exactly. no you don't you have no fucking idea do you know why the guy took out this runner and you know why he let the guy at second come in safely like the, these people don't have that in-depth knowledge of games today and, and i think that's what's really hurting baseball because that's part of the what makes the game so great and makes it so interesting is the ability to understand that um so quick I, question I just, for you quick question sorry to cut you off tom quick question i love baseball like you guys have said dave i agree with everything you said i think it was very spot on i hate these people who are, who don't know anything about the sport or sports and try to comment say things but there's one thing that kind of I have a huge peeve about, and I, you know, I, I want you guys' opinion on it. The Orioles, who were the Orioles playing? The Twins, that the no hitter was going on, and the guy bunted for that hit against the shift. Let me yeah, see. I, I have I have something to say about that. Are you are you saying that's bad, or are you are you? Dude, for I don't. I, look, all right. This is the thing. My whole my whole thing is if you're in the shift. I get it. It is super cheap to break up a no hitter on a bunt against a shift. It was a one hitter, also not a no hitter. Important. It wasn't a. It wasn't a no hitter. It was a one hitter, which I think is important for the conversation. If they're gonna say it's cheap, you really think a one hitter is that special? That's yeah. Okay, so that changes the whole dynamic. Now I think of it even. It's even dumber. Like, bro. Exactly. It's so stupid. Like, get off the shift. Like, if you're gonna shift. I'm going to take advantage of it. It's dumb that you don't take advantage of that. The shift is a strategy that is exactly. Why exactly. Wouldn't, I, why wouldn't you bunt in that situation if you can get the hit or if you can bunt? It's so stupid. I always, when I see guys like Lucas Dude and these big dumb lefties, why don't you just learn how to bunt one or two weeks in, in spring training and you can get 20 hits out of it down the third base? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, is it illegal? Is it, you're allowed to do it in the rules? Yes. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah, it's part. It's part of the game. It's being fucking strategic. Shut the fuck it's up. like oh, it's like no. fouling at the end of a basketball game. Yeah, it's literally being strategic. Yeah, I, yeah. You're, you're you're. How is it not equally cheating to alter the formation of your defense to overload a spot where the guy hits it most of the time? Like it's I'm completely hypocritical. The goal. Yeah, exactly. The goal. Exactly. Your your goal is to put the most people where I hit it the most. My goal is to hit it where you aren't. Where you're you not. just created exactly. a big fucking target for me, so I don't care if I have to fucking kick it, hit it off my knee, <laughs> off my helmet, whatever, foul tip, I don't give a shit. If I put it in play, you got to get it to first before I get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I compl- I'm That's so glad you game. guys. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad we agree on that. I, th- I, w- I kept hearing about it all week. Oh, they're throwing a big hit. It's so stupid. You guys hit the nail on the head. Absolutely agree. Um, now let's talk about some... You know, the teams that are playing the best is first week. I mean, we have the two unbeatens in the Nationals in Pittsburgh. You know, it's a 162-game season, so we're not going to expect anyone to go 162-0. Which one of these teams will have the better year, in your opinions? Oh, well, it's the Nationals. 
Yeah. It's, it's definitely the yeah. Nationals. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, no, no, no. About Just it. Yeah. I mean, the Pirates might not win 75 games this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, realistically, I mean, they, have, that, yeah. they, they have some young talent, but I mean, it, what what are they? What have they won? Three games? Four games? Four games. Four games. The Nationals I mean. have one of the best players in the league. Bro, multiple. He's been multiple on. of the best. Yeah, right. multiple. Yeah. Did you see he's been someone picture? Someone he's been collaborated from the stands in Cincinnati the other day. He probably hits a home run. Oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Probably. Overrated. <laughs> Literally, like two seconds later, crushes a ball. I don't mind Bryce Harper at all, even as a Mets fan. I, I follow these Mets fan pages, and they're really good and everything, but it's like, oh, like, they're all anti-Harper. Fuck, Like, I mean, you we only don't like him because he's not on the team. I really like his yeah. fire, and yeah. I like him as a person and a player. Like if you I mean, had him on the team, you'd love him. Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what there is to not like. I mean, some— It's the Odell team, effect. Yeah, some seasons he hasn't, he hasn't reached his full potential because of injury, but other than that, I mean, I mean— he, He's a great player, and he seems like a good good guy. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. really know what everyone, there is to hate. I'm gonna hate him until he becomes available. Then everyone's gonna fucking everyone loves him. Get on their knees for him. I'll yeah, throw they'll a be number. campaigning for him. Let yeah. me throw this number out to you guys. Houston has 28 runs scored, 12 runs allowed. The Nationals have 29 runs scored, 13 allowed. Those two are the two best in those regards. Two great teams right there. Fucking Houston, man. They're going to be so good this year. Everybody talking about the Yankees. It's so... And forgetting about Houston. They're so fucking good. I haven't forgot. Yeah, no. They're, <laughs> so, they're so good. Obviously, I hate the Yankees. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are really going to be really good this year. But, I mean, like Justin Verlander said to, like, answering the Yankees. Are, are the Yankees a team to beat? He's like, no. He's like, we got better and we won the World Series. We're the team to beat. And the Yankees may not be too far behind. I'll, I'd say a little further behind because Garrett Cole was a big signing for the uh, Astros. That was a give massive them, signing. Give them their their third guy to go with the one-two punch of Keuchel and Verlander, which Verlander just exploded after he was traded at the deadline last year. So you got three quality pitchers, especially if Cole can be the guy from a year, a couple of years ago. Then you're really flirting with with danger with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, both those teams, Astros and Nationals. Are, if they play up to their potential, can both meet in the World Series. The Nationals just are choke artists, and I won't I won't believe them until they prove they can't choke in the playoffs. But regular season, as long 94, 95 games, lock lock it in. As long as Dusty Baker's their manager, I'll never. I don't know. Well, he's There's not just something. Anymore. He's oh shit! I completely forgot. He's not. Yeah, they canned him. Oh yeah, fuck! I don't know, man. That's huge. I don't know, man. I just tie I everything thought, bad. I, I just tie everything bad. I just tie everything bad to Dusty, man. Their, their new so manager good. is uh, Dave Martinez. Uh, I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't <laughs> mean to sound dumb, but I don't know who that is. I have no clue who that is. I don't know who that is. If you know who it is, write a complaint to us. That's why I picked him this year. Dusty's gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean this Dusty's changes everything. He's overrated, in my opinion. He's had a lot of talented teams, and I—I I mean, I like him. He's a very likable guy. Everyone loves Dusty, but I feel yeah. like that love of Dusty kind of over—we don't really realize what he really does with these talented teams, which is nothing. Postseason. He's like the Doc Rivers of Major League Baseball. That's a great analogy. Oh, wow, I'm really glad. Wow. You, that you, really that is. is so good. That's so spot on. Yeah. I can't even speak English. So good. 
<laughs> that one year, the one year everybody thought he was so good because he had Moises Alou and Sammy Sosa on the Cubs. And then yeah, they fucking yeah. stuck. They went, they went like, what, 79 and... Yeah, they went 79-83. Then after oh, that, they went 66-96. and 96. Sorry, Cespedes just got plonked on the thigh. Yeah, Is the ball okay? What? <laughs> <laughs> Is the ball okay? Yeah, I'll tell you uh, one thing I'm excited for is this uh, Red Sox starting rotation. Yeah, they're they pitching just, well. Through the first five games, killing it. I mean, Sale went out and had another good outing today. Went five innings, five strikeouts, five hits, just fives across the board there. I mean, but in his first outing, he went six innings, one hit, no earned runs, nine strikeouts. He's, he's going to go out there and kill it again this season. David Price came out, had a great first start. Seven uh seven innings, four hits, five strikeouts, no earned runs. I mean, it's good things. Good things coming from that. Rotation. They've only allowed so, twelve runs. Yeah, literally, they're they're killing it so far. And granted, it's against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and uh, or Tampa Bay Rays, sorry, and the uh, the Marlins. But I mean, beat up on bad teams. That's how you're going to win a ton of games. So all the power to them. I mean, they need to score more runs for sure. They've only scored twenty runs, so. They're a little bit behind the leaders here, but yeah, the they're, pitching... they're one one in the in the ninth with the uh, Marlins right now. So yeah, yeah, this is a close game. Sale yeah. gave up a few hits, gave up a double that drove yeah, in a run. Sure, your scoreboard watching. Yeah, they're uh, it's exciting though. I'm very very excited for the starting rotation. It looks like uh, I mean obviously it's super early, but just based off their first first starts, first couple starts for some of these guys. It's gonna wow, they're 4-1, be... and one too. I didn't know they were 4-1. and one Yeah, there. yeah, and yeah. the first game was bullshit that they lost. Sale went out, pitched that gem. Oh, yeah, Six they completely innings, blew it. Yeah, Dave bet on that game. Yeah, our middle reliever fucking blew it. We were up four. <laughs> Dave we bet on that game. Yo, the second line. Dave bet on that game, he, he doomed the Red Sox no. to lose, bro. <laughs> the Red Sox were my fifth team in, in my parlay. And and they lost. <laughs> yeah, Joe Kelly blew it. Gave up four runs. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. That I was pissed. That was such a shitty way to start the season. But especially when Sale went out there and had a fucking great day, we had the run support. It's like a little frustrating, but they're they're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. This gave me really really high hopes for them. Seeing they're Price go good. out and have a pretty dominant outing. That's gonna it the uh. It's going to rely on the pitching, though. The starting pitching is going to be everything for us. They, um, and I can already tell that they're limiting sales innings. I mean, he only, two starts, only 11 innings so far. So they're definitely trying to keep his hey, inning count lower than last because year. Because he, he's notorious for not. Oh, definitely. Pitching. Because they know they're going to make the playoffs. You know you're going to be there. You know you're going to be a You don't know you're going to make the playoffs. Well, you don't I mean, know, but. Likely, you, but. It's likely, exactly. They know they're yeah. going to be in the race for the AL East. Yeah, they they, know, they, I should. Know, that's I, what I should say. Yeah, I think anyone. The AL East. I think anyone who's giving the division to the Yankees already is really undermining the Red Sox talent and the potential they have with David Price and JD Martinez and all these other. Oh my like, God! You have you have so many guys that are coming into their prime right now too. You have dude. Xander. Bo, you have Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, Mookie Betts. Xander looks great. Xander's yeah. Looks great. Yeah, bro, Hanley, Mr. Double. Hanley's looking pretty Just good hitting so doubles far, all over the place. Hanley's Hanley's what is he's stealing bases? I hate Hanley. Yeah, I hate him. What so do you have two or three steals? Yeah. What is going on? You got, <laughs> Z- you got fast. Xander, uh, Xander's batting 400 through the first five games. <laughs> yeah, bro, and I mean, it's having JD in that lineup, they, it gives them all like yeah. that protection. 
it's weird though. Like JD didn't play last night because they're playing in the NL. So JD didn't didn't play last night. So that was a little. I was kind of kind of so weird bad about in the that. field. He's so bad yeah. in the field. Yet you're not. You you can't take out one of those phenomenal oh, defensive outfielders. He is the reason the run scored tonight. He had a horrible play on a ball. He like dove for it, bounced off of him, and then he got in the way of Bradley getting to it. If Bradley would have gotten to it, he would have gunned the guy down at home. You and see then that? JD gets it. Into oh, the I didn't know they were actually playing him in the field. Oh, yeah, geez. he's play, he's playing tonight in the field. <laughs> Who's the yeah. DH? Hanley Ramirez tonight? No, they're playing in the Mar. They're playing at the Marlins. So oh, sorry, 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 yeah, sorry. They're playing in the NL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're not going to keep him out of every game. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, so he didn't. Yeah, he true. didn't play last night. Played tonight, and he's the reason for the only. Uh, yeah, huh. he's so bad in the field. It's, like, it's almost yeah. scary how bad he is. Jackie Bradley yeah. had a sick catch today. By the way, dope for that shit. Like Jesus, or was it oh, yesterday? God, it was yesterday. Yeah. No, that was no. It was tonight. It was yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Bradley had a yeah. It was a nice, so nice good. play in the gap in left center. That There's was so many good play. defensive center fielders right now. It's mm-hmm. it's retarded. Like Kevin Pillar, I love watching him play. So oh, yeah. good, so good in center. Even the Mets have Lagaris. Lagaris is like easily one of the best. He's just—it's always his bat. <laughs> that sucks. The Philly guy ran into the side and dropped the ball. <laughs> Hello, Santana. Dave. Now, let's talk a little Yankees. Um, what do you Interesting think so far? start to the year. Interesting. Um, I mean, welcome to the show, John Carlos Stanton. Yeah, started off uh, really hot with those two homers and then struck out five times today. Yeah, um, got the caught the Boo Birds in the Bronx, uh, which I guess was fitting. Um, but like home. I said earlier, for the first time in his career, at least he's got fans in the stands that can boo him. <laughs> um, so I guess that's a change of pace for him. But uh, no, I mean, I, we talked about it that the Yankees might struggle out of the gate. Um, yeah. Good win today. Good win tonight. Didi really fucking stepping up. Um, Didi could have a monster year. He could be a 30. Yeah. Eight RBIs. First player. Yep. First Yankee player to do it since a rod in 05, his MVP year. He's so um, good. Yeah. I mean, I he could be a legit 30, 30 guy this year. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Alfonso Soriano back in the Bro, day. Bro. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm with you on that. Yes. Like that secret, like sneaky pop, and with, that, with the white heavy bat, just yeah, fucking and all, all of a sudden, there. like you turn around, he's got like 34 home runs. Let's um, go, baby! Sorry, Matt scored again. Got to cherish those there. moments. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> few and far between. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm intrigued by what the Yankees have done so far. I mean, it's so early, but uh, like you. Like you said, it, it's nice to see them scoring runs without Judge and Stanton putting them 50 rows deep every night. So that that's encouraging. Pitching has been has been our starting pitching has been well doing well. Uh, the bullpen not so much, which is odd because you know that's it was the same suit. bullpen we brought back last yeah. year, and that was the that was probably the best thing the Yankees had last year, uh, especially during the playoff run. You they had a lead in the sixth inning; it was over. It wasn't even a question. Um, so, obviously, the bullpen will come back down to earth at some point. There's too much talent there. Um, the Tansis is worrisome, though. Um, for a guy with that much talent to not be able to put it together year over year, you know, I, I know it was, it's early and we only saw a little bit of struggles, but he didn't waste any time. Um, so, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see. 
it, it is encouragement in the first week. Yeah, and just to piggyback off of a lot of things you said, completely agree. Getting a little deeper into Batanzas, I mean, the guy was so dominant for those first couple of years. And then how is it that somebody just loses that confidence, loses command of his stuff? He looks like he has absolutely zero confidence in his command. The other game, you see somebody stole first on him. I mean, stole, yeah. stole home on him. Like, that's the... Crazy. The, the only other oh, time I, yeah, I've I seen saw that. that. I was, I was, I was, I was happy when that happened. I think I texted in the group. Bro, yeah, it I was mean, crazy to see. That was it's nice not, to see. It's not any loss of ability. He's still hitting the triple digits in 97, yeah. 98, 99. Like he's, he's talented. He's, I, he's, yeah, he's top. I don't know, seven, eight, ten talented receivers, yeah. relievers in the league easily. I mean, it's just his control and his confidence, as you guys said. Yeah, it's all mental at this point. Yeah. He need he really needs a sports psychologist, maybe two if he doesn't have one already. <laughs> yeah. He needs a therapist, maybe some meds, I don't know. He needs something. Like And it's weird that Larry Rothschild hasn't worked with him in shortening his delivery to the plate because he is so slow to the plate that it's a liability because people steal on him constantly because he's so slow to the plate. It's basically a free bag. So you got yeah. people stealing and moving freely. And then he can't control his pitches, so it's it's giving up runs. And then Tommy Can- uh, Canley today, again, with people on base, giving up the fucking Grand Slam last week. I mean, yeah, last week. And then today, that double that played it to, then he settled in. He struck out the side. But it's kind of getting, like you said, it's kind of getting old to see. This bullpen will settle in. They're just too strong. There's too many toys in that bullpen for them to be doing what they're doing now. Hitting, we're we're getting a lot of production from guys not named Stanton, Sanchez, and Judge. So that's a very pleasant surprise. Also, yeah. a very scary sight for the rest of the league. Like when these guys yeah. get it, when these guys get it going, if Judge, Stanton, and and uh, Sanchez get it going, and these other guys are producing still, it's gonna be basically. But that's not a problem. given that these other guys, Tyler Austin, is gonna be hitting. Can keep it up. Game. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. I mean, but I'm ju- not ju- saying that because I, I I hate them. But I mean, I I, yeah. I agree though. It is a very good sign if you're a Yankee fan. Um, it's a very good sign you you that you're winning games three and two, scoring runs without them. But I mean, you know, it, it could easily be a one's hot. These guys are hot. The other guys are cold. Like most roster, mo- most lineups are. So definitely nice yeah. to see though. The Yankees will be fine. I mean, anything. I mean, you're really. The only real thing that at this point is really injuries that you're really concerned about. There's not enough sample size in games to be like, oh, we're fucked, we're screwed. Yeah, but, and I, I think they, if there's any sign of trouble, I mean, obviously they have the assets to get any star player in the league that'll be available at the deadline, whether that be a pitcher or an infielder or an outfielder because of injury. Oh, um, yeah. You're the best farm system in the league. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll sit there and trade Clint Frazier for, and, and some, you know, two other lower level prospects for anyone in the league um, yeah they yeah they'll make a deal at the deadline for sure yeah wow the braves are up nine five on the nationals in the yeah third. i saw it was eight five before holy um, shit <laughs> and that's like in the fourth inning right a third inning third bottom of the third socks and uh marlins going to extras right now and just to uh talk final topics uh sully we can't leave this podcast without talking mets man you know the the oh, Mets. we can't. No, we cannot. We cannot. We can't. I mean, it wouldn't be fair. So um, the <laughs> Mets have went up two nothing on the Phillies, and they started doing the salt and pepper thing, where they <laughs> yeah they crank the salt and pepper, and I really like it. Put, throw a little salt and pepper, 
Um, so I'm pepped for the kid. I like, it. I like it. It gives us. I think it's a lot better than thumbs down. I'm sure Yankee fans will disagree, but I don't um, know, man. Kind of looks like they're giving each other fucking blowies. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever's in your mind. <laughs> I don't know. That's between you and you and your own. But um, we look. We our offense looks pretty good right now. Um, today, not great so far. Two runs against the Phillies. Um, the other day, not good. Um, against uh, who was who it against on Easter? I didn't get to see that game really. I was out to dinner with my family, but um, the offense looks good. I mean, I, Lagaris is getting hits, even though he's like a reserve. Um, what do you call it? Cespedes looks limber. He's hitting the ball well. Frazier looks great. He had a he had an RBI double before. That was my first uh, like shout out on this podcast. Um, I really like the way our lineup is looking. Um, we got Swarzak on the DL with an oblique. I think he may have got injured, like screaming like a psychopath. Because then the next thing, <laughs> back out and like, I don't know. He may have like tensed up and like fucked himself, but he, he's good. I mean, I like our bull, bullpen. I like Familia Ramos. Vargas is coming back from the non uh, the break in his his left hand, I believe, in his or his right hand, his non throwing hand. He's going to be a good star for us. I've given up on Steve Mounts completely, even though I really root for him. Um, I, I'm really what a fall from grace, that kid. Yeah, I feel bad for him, Long Island kid, humble kid, competitor. Beats himself up when he doesn't do well, um, but he's lost some stuff. He's lost some control. A lot of injuries, I think, have really derailed his career. He said he was pitching injured. He had a six seven five ERA last year, which was really bad, obviously. And uh, he said he was pitching injured the whole time. But, I mean, he, he went, like, on, on Easter, he went, like, four innings and three runs, and someone got out of that, uh or four runs or something, and someone cleaned up his mess. So it's just, it, it doesn't look good. And I said the first Repti, he had like a 54 ERA after the first two starts. Came down, got a little better as the spring. But I'm not really, I think Vargas is going to be the lefty for the Mets in the starting pen. Um, Rosario's looked really good. Adrian Gonzalez hasn't looked bad. Who You guys said you didn't even know we had him. Shocker, because no one cares about the Mets. But we got him for like 550k or 565. That was a steal. Yeah, hey, dude, uh, I saw that. I saw that on Instagram today, and I thought it was like a like a jersey swap edit. And then yeah. I realized that it, it <laughs> was like a real thing. And we still got we got we got Brandon Nimmo. I mean, he's 400 on the on the year in limited at bats. He's a really good outfielder. And then we got Conforto coming back on Thursday. I'm super hyped for. He's arguably our best position player. Name Cespedes. Um, so I'm really pumped for Conforto coming back. He's a hell of a player. He dislocated his shoulder, got surgery on it. Hopefully that will um, help alleviate those problems in the future because that's serious. He's been out since August with that. And uh, Jay Bruce is really struggling. He's struggling pretty bad, but I'm not worried about Jay Bruce. Bruce. Um, and then at catcher, I mean, Pilecki and Darno, they've been pretty good too. So I... Like I wrote an article, five bold predictions. My bold prediction: they'll win 88 games and get the second wild card. And call me crazy, but they got they got a lot of potential. Got a lot of potential on this team if we really pitch and stay healthy. And nah. Harvey, oh Harvey, looked great today. Went five five and a third innings, no runs. Velocity could have been higher, that 93. But other than that, he pitched great. So that's a really that's a really um. Harvey is such an enigma. Run. Harvey is such an enigma. You're either gonna get in like a great outing, or he's just gonna fucking stink up the. He, he, you know what it is. I think he really got caught up in the dark night and the World Series. 
yeah. and just being this superstar, uh, you know, kind of a little early um, to be called that, but he really just fed into that Dark Knight. I mean, he, I mean, you had the Dark Knight. I mean, your star pitcher for the Mets at the time. You can get any girl you want in the city, and like it, it gets you. And he gained some weight, and he he he. he uh, Not to mention. He, he lost some weight this offseason, so he looks like he lost Adriana Lima, too. Yeah, I was going to say, not so much. He got cut by uh, Julian Edelman. Dude, I would have been devastated, too. <laughs> even the Pats even the Pats are beating the Mets. They're not only beating the Mets. <laughs> hey, uh, it, to his defense, he Julian Edelman had a lot of free time this year. If he would have been playing, I don't think that would have happened. So you can blame that on the Thanks. 20 ACL. I'm sure Matt, Matt Harvey really appreciates that. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, really... Matt Harvey's counseling group right here. Yeah. No, I think I think he's going to have a rebound year. I said I think he'll be like 3-5, 3-6, have a very respectable year, 14-15 wins maybe. Um, and then I think you know him and him and Vargas will be th- the third and fourth starters. And we'll, we have a good rotation if, they, if, they, if those oh, guys can pitch well. Awesome. And, I mean, I think I'm, like, the only other person that's been watching Mets games, Sully. So, I agree. I think hey. you guys have some <laughs> – I think you guys have some some good talent. I, I was texting you the other day. There was a lot of times that your hitters could have sent that shit to the 7 train. But it's a great – you know, it's a great talent, great lineup. And I was talking baseball. That's it, guys. That was a wrap. But before we go – Two other topics I want to bring up. Damn, I just saw that shit, too. Oh, did you guys see that the Augusta said, Augusta National, they'll remove you immediately if you uh, scream out, dilly, dilly? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, they would literally, they came out and said they will literally remove you immediately. What, is Coors Light a fucking official sponsor this year? Yeah, right? I don't know. Do they serve beer at Augusta? Hell yeah. yeah, bro. That's like one of their main things, serving. You got to be a white male to get it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know at PGA events it is. I didn't know if at the Masters they hold themselves to a higher standard. They, uh, I'm not even sure. They, like, might. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, that shit is, that, that's pretty. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, no phones are allowed on the grounds still. Wow. That's crazy. Um, but I'm not even 100% on that. Um, right. But yeah, you need you need to like sell your house to go to Augusta for four days. Yeah, how much is it? Uh, last time I checked, like a, one or two months ago, um, maybe like six weeks ago, and it was over ten thousand dollars for a four day pass. Wow. That's absurd. Yeah, that is absurd. All right, and to end it up with. The final word. Let's talk about that Pats trade earlier. The Brandon Cooks to the Rams trade. The the Patriots traded their their sixth. No, their their fourth, fourth rounder. Their fourth round. I was blanking. Sorry about that. For the first, their fourth the rounder for the first and the sixth. I think it is a steal. I love it. We were never gonna be able to lock him up after this year. He was gonna be a free agent. The guy. One of the things that surrounded him on the Saints was that he was all about himself, all about the money, and that's why the Saints shipped him out. And we weren't going to pay him the big contract. He's a great downfield guy, but he's too short. There were a lot of times where the balls, he couldn't get to them because he was so short. And I love the trade. I think 
the Patriots stole from the Rams, and I think it's going to be a great, oh, great, great. I, I disagree with the stealing. I, I see why you think it's a good trade, but I don't think you it's stole from the Rams. Trade. I'm looking at the Rams, and I don't know how anyone can beat this team. And I know, I, I mean, look at this team. You got Aaron, Aaron Darnold. You got uh, Sue. You got Peters, Talib, Joyner. I mean, that team is stacked defensively. And then you got they Cooper suck Cup in the slot, at linebacker. Though. Robert Woods. Yeah, the they have a trash line. linebacking core. What? Their linebacking core is garbage. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll, they'll. I mean, let's see how much that affects them when, when they have, when they have a uh, Sue and Darnold getting to the quarterback in point five seconds. I mean, if that's the one knack, I mean, it's not like oh they're gonna lose five games because of their linebackers aren't great. I mean, it's. They could still draft someone. They could still, they could still sign some people. Um, and I mean, they have Robert Woods, Cup, Gurley, uh, Brandon Cooks to stretch the field. I mean, Gurley's. I mean, in, I mean, rego- I mean, the only thing I really see is Goff regressing. That could hurt them. I don't. I don't. I don't know how people aren't as crazy about this team as I am. Right. Now. And if you're the Patriots, yeah, it's a great trade. You're going to get some good players for the future. But I mean. Are you going to get someone that's going to significantly impact them the way that Cook would this year? I mean, he didn't not in the first idea. round. Not in the first round. They they got that pick so Bill could turn around and trade it for the next twelve exactly. seventh round picks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're going to so, yeah. I don't think they hold on to the that for round. the thirty-one. I think we'll yeah. Virtually in Edelman's and they're going to be great. But, but exactly. look at the Patriots offensively now. Gronk is a mess. He'll probably come back. But, I mean, his future is very murky. Then you have Danny Amendola gone. Brandon Cook's gone. And Julian Edelman coming off his, his um his what was it? Was it ACL? ACL. ACL injury. So, I mean, if I know they have guys to replace. I mean, but, I mean, that's a lot of change for the Patriots. And that's a lot of good receivers leaving. Cooks, Cooks I mean, yeah, you got Edelman back. But Cooks and Amendola gone. Gronk. Probably his last year, realistically. I mean, we're seeing the end of the Patriots dynasty, in my opinion. That that, that Brady Cliff, it's coming. It's it's coming. And I mean, who's he gonna throw to? Who's he gonna throw to? Gronk for Bro, this I, year? Honestly, Bro, we've the, been hearing the, this the receiving thing. Yeah, the receiving oh, thing. That's my. I don't. Yo, we've hold been on. hearing it for years. He just went out and won a fucking MVP at forty like. years old. This is what I don't like when I when I give no, when I give that, facts and information. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. I don't think that like the receiving core is the least of my worries. I think we're gonna just go back to the five to ten yard offense, throw it up the seams to Gronk. That's the least of my worries. I think we we'll, we got that covered. I, yeah, Gronk for the, next year, and then he's probably gonna retire. Oh, I think we're gonna honestly, if it gets to the point where we think that Gronk is gonna retire, I think we're gonna trade his ass. I'm pretty certain of it. I don't know his how his value would be because everyone knows he's. Yeah, I think yeah, this is like last year, no matter it. what. I don't think yeah. he has any value if you want to trade him, really, other than for that current year. And I don't think people would really give up much. I for mean, him. think about it though. We haven't been Gronk hasn't really been playing for the past. I mean, we won the Super Bowl without him. Uh, he played 15 games last year, so. But we, I'm talking about last. Look at the other years. The year before that, he played a couple two like what two to three games, and he was out for the year. But uh, yeah, the defense was also better. Brady was also younger, and you had better weapons. So I mean, Brady's I I just easy. don't like when Patriot fans say, "Oh, we've been saying this for years." I mean, Brady's gonna no, Brady's he's gonna getting suck. older. I, I think Brady he'll either retire or he'll suck. 
I mean, I think you should be worried about the receiving option. I know Brady makes other guys better, but I'm saying losing Brandon Cooks, I mean, he didn't have a great year, but what was his numbers last year? He had had 1,062 yards, yards. 65 65 65 receptions, and like nine touchdowns. But we still still have Chris Hogan. You have Julian Edelman coming back as your slot guy. Philip Dorsett. Coming off on an ACL injury, I mean, how good is he going to be? We'll see. I mean, you still have him. Malcolm Mitchell is going to be coming back off injury. Malcolm he's going to be a he's going to be Brett, a third year, fourth year guy. Right Malcolm Mitchell is a guy who came out in his rookie season and caught two touchdowns in the or a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and then had three other touchdowns throughout the playoffs. He's an impact wide receiver. He's going to go out there and make a difference on this team. You still have you have Cordell Patterson. You have um, did I already say Chris Hogan. You still yeah, have Chris you Hogan. Yeah, like, I mean, you have Ryan McCarron. <laughs> Wait, Cavs just took down the Raptors. It's all falling into place. There's nice. more of the losses. Three more losses, and I'm good. I'll tell I you mean, this, I'm just saying, Sonny. we can Can we all agree on one thing, though? I mean, I know Tom Brady played great in the Super Bowl. He really did, and he made the defense. But he's not going to get any better than he did, not this year, but the year before. Like two years ago, he had that insane. Oh, yeah, 28 season. and 28 and 2 throughout the yeah. regular season. Yeah, like, it was absurd. No, because he missed the first four games. He was so yeah, and he if was he, fresh. If he would have played, played 16 games, he would have won the MVP that season. There's no well, question. Well, yeah. I mean, he threw two picks in 12 games. I'll tell you beyond. this. I'll tell you this. I think Brady's going to have a great year this year. I think Brady's going to retire. Yeah, I think this, this is last be, year, too. I think you this guys yeah. last, last year. year. I, think I could this see it. Last year. I think so if this he whole... retired, the dynasty's basically over. You guys agree? It depends who uh, It depends I mean, who I, that who's quarterback. Gonna, who's your quarterback? Brian Hoyer? I mean, who's Brian the replacement Hoyer. now no. that Garoppolo's gone? This Do you think I'm he's going to... I don't see I'm him saying. retiring. I see him playing at least two more years. Me, personally. And I'm, I, you know, I'm... I don't. I mean, agree. I could, I could see it going that way too. I could definitely see yeah, him I going. Just, and I mean, they don't have a replacement plan right now for maybe, maybe they get someone. Maybe they. They're selling to buy in now for, for you know, whenever he leaves. All I'll tell you this. We know. Maybe they're gathering. This. Maybe they're gathering these picks to move up in the draft and get a quarterback. Maybe. I actually heard that today that they were interested in Rosen. If they do that, they were trying to. Tra- they were going to try and no. trade up. So maybe they're going to do never that. Happen. We have too many holes. Happening though, I can't. I can't no, see them I getting cannot. all the way that high. Yeah. You don't think that's they could not trade a Bill their Belichick two. No. You don't think they could trade their first two rounders? When is Bill Belichick? I don't think exactly. I don't think it will never happen because we need two things really bad in this draft. And if you look <laughs> at it, I think we moved to thirty-one to get like two thirds or two fourths. We draft. A Jamie Collins and a Dante Hightower late. But I think we're going to pick 23. We're going to take O-line or linebacker. Or at 31, we're going to take O-line linebacker. It has to happen. Yeah, take, take, a, take a tackle at, uh, has to at in the first round. Maybe yeah, they I mean, maybe they go after someone like a Mason Rudolph, like that second. Yeah, I was just gonna say that, Dave. But I oh mean, yeah, to me, yeah, the, uh, Tom, it's just his 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 um his draft history says he's gonna trade back. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll Texas, trade so. back exactly. So I, but yeah, someone like a Rudolph, I could definitely see, Dave. I mean, maybe that absolutely. But I mean, if if Brady retires as a Jet fan, I'm no longer very afraid of the Patriots. And then Belichick's gonna Belichick doesn't have much time left. I think Belichick's mystique is wearing off. I'll tell you that right now. His mystique. Wait, what? Uh, Belichick's mystique is wearing off, and that's me coming from a Patriots fan. The yeah, I wouldn't shit. even be so apt to say that, but he was out 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 coached, out classed by Peterson in that in that Super Bowl. There was too many weird things that happened that Super Bowl, and the whole mystique. A lot of 
players openly saying they wanted to come to the Pats. Okay, I don't care about him going after a Jordy Nelson, Preston Brown, who said who both guys who said they they were very interested in the Pats, but his mystique is kind of wearing off. And I'm gonna say that next year he's gonna fucking do some crazy shit. We're gonna win the Super Bowl or maybe make it super deep, and we're just all gonna be back here in Bills world. Yeah. I think I think a lot that ESPN or the, you know the bombshell report about like the dysfunction yeah. in the Patriots locker room between them and Brady and Belichick. I I think the most valid part of that whole report was the the whole Garoppolo situation and how it was handled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was like a major sticking point for Bill. I believe that there was that real hated fight over that topic. I believe all three of them were in decision in that discussion, being Kraft, Brady, and Belichick. Um, and I think Kraft surely did side with Brady and told him to. He, Belichick was forced to deal Garoppolo. I think if Be, if Belichick had his way, this would be Brady's last year, and Garoppolo would be coming in to start next year. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Listen, um, I love. And if, if Bill doesn't like it when when Brady's done, and after the, I think this is Brady's last year, whether uh, of being it, Brady of being the Brady we know. I can um, get behind that. Whether he plays another year or two years after that is another conversation, but this is his last year of being Brady. Um, and and I, I think the quarterback situation and Brady's status will be a year-over-year discussion in Belichick's own head on how long he wants to be here. Um, so if he wants – if they – Kraft has got to step up and give Belichick whatever he wants in terms of power, let him do what he wants yeah. because if he doesn't like the roster or the situation, he'll bolt – he could bolt tomorrow if he wanted to. Like yeah. he doesn't have not like either of them need money. I'll tell you this: the day that Brady retires, I might check myself into a clinic because I'm going to be depressed. Be a dark day in my life. Me and yeah, Sully welcome, be at the bar. Welcome to the losers. <laughs> welcome to the losing days. It's been my whole life, bro. I cannot wait for the Patriots to be just mediocre for like twelve years. Yeah, I can't Crown wait. To be the maybe maybe again. they'll even be terrible. Maybe they'll be yeah. terrible. Imagine just listening to a Pats fan during a Patriots three and thirteen season. Oh, <laughs> we'll get them next year. Would, we'll get them next there'd year. There'd be no pity. There'd be no pity, and it'll happen like eventually. Fucking killing a white rhino with your bare hands. <laughs> Honestly, it is what it is at that point. They won for so long. Like I, I got to grow up with them just beating everybody and See, winning they're fucking already, five they're already Super talking Bowls, about like. the, the, the history right now the the all that matters <laughs> is the all that matters is the present but when they're bad it's gonna they're gonna talk about all the rings they won 15 years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be the typical listen man we got the five that's it that's all we got to talk about hey i used to do it with the yankees in the mid-2000s like yeah, we lost in the alcs <laughs> for the sixth year in a row whatever we have 26 championships at that point All right, guys, that's a wrap.